Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3294. We're going to take a little detour from the conversations about Ahsoka Tano and the essential episodes we need to check out before the release of the Ahsoka series because stuff that happens in Shroud of Darkness, the episode we discussed yesterday, has some bearing on what we might see in the Ahsoka series and also kind of reflects back on some stuff we've already learned about Ahsoka as well. And I will explain. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voyot and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this little detour on Shroud of Darkness is Ahsoka related as it turns out. It's just not necessarily related to Ahsoka directly per se. So it involves what Kanan and Ezra see in their own visions in the Jedi Temple in that episode. Then in case you're coming fresh to this episode, we're talking about season two, episode 18 of Rebels called Shroud of Darkness. Go check out yesterday's episode for the full dish. But as far as what we're gonna talk about today, Kanan's vision in the Jedi temple on Lothal brings him to a Jedi dojo where he faces a Jedi temple guard who asks him what he wants. He says he needs the means to fight Darth Vader and the Inquisitors. The Jedi temple guard's response is that fighting is futile, that if he does, the rebellion will fail. And not only that, but Ezra will fall to the dark side of the force. Naturally, Kanan isn't having any of that, so lightsaber battle, lightsaber battle. The Temple Guard tells Kanan that he will never be strong enough to protect Ezra and that he will perish for his failure, which, you know, Kanan dies during the Rebel series, and he dies while protecting his friends, including Ezra for that matter. Then that naturally is where the protection ends, sort of, kind of, but at one point in the battle, the Jedi Temple is rocked because the Inquisitors have arrived and the Jedi Temple Guard says the service of the Darksider here, you, you know, like you got to give this up. And Kanan says, yeah, you're right. I can't protect Ezra. The only thing I can do is train him as best I possibly can. And he submits to the Jedi Temple Guard who, instead of delivering a finishing lightsaber blow, knights him and says, you are officially now a Jedi Knight. And crazy aside, it turns out that the guy he was fighting was the Grand Inquisitor who we find out had been a Jedi Temple Guard before his fall to the dark side and his taking over of the Inquisitorius. And the reason why this reflects back to the Ahsoka series is because of the season three finale episodes of the Clone Wars where Ahsoka gets kidnapped by Trandoshans and dropped on an island where she and others can be hunted. Once she's rescued and reunited with Anakin, Anakin is just beside himself apologizing and saying, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. And Ahsoka's response is, no, you were through the training that you gave me. I learned to you know, protect myself and to lead other people to their own safety. 
And that also relates to the message that Anakin imparts to Ahsoka in the Tales of the Jedi episode where he says, you know, the best thing I can do to help you is to help you protect yourself when he's having her surrounded by bunches of clone troopers who are all shooting stun blasts at her. So it's cool to see this called back in a couple of different places in the Star Wars storytelling that we've been looking at leading up to the Ahsoka series. The other thing I want to talk about is Ezra's vision in the Jedi Temple where he sees Master Yoda for the first time and Ezra says, hey, the last time I only heard your voice. Now I can actually see you, which Yoda acknowledges is an indication that Ezra's powers in the Force are growing, but that also means that danger <laughs> is increasing as well because related to what Kanan was experiencing, it makes him a more desirable person to you know, fall under the influence of the dark side of the force. But the meat of the conversation between Yoda and Ezra is really particularly fascinating and reflects back on the Clone Wars because Ezra says he wants to fight and Yoda has to tell him you know, what matters is how you decide to fight. He talks about how in the Clone Wars, the Jedi in their arrogance got involved and all of them fell under the sway of the dark side of the force, Yoda included. So the fact of the matter is there were probably different ways that the Jedi could have been involved with the Clone Wars. They could have acted as peacekeepers, directly protecting citizens where Separatists were invading planets, but not necessarily leading military campaigns against the Separatists in other places. I guess there was that kind of fine line situation where they could fight, but not necessarily do it in a way that would lead them down a dark path. As Yoda puts it, it's a lifelong lesson and effort to not bend fear into anger. And I think this is going to be reflected in the Ezra Bridger that we eventually meet in the Ahsoka series, assuming we meet him. I mean, you know, that's what the whole point of it is, or at least one of the points is finding him. The other point is, of course, dealing with Thrawn. But at the end of Rebels, the way that Ezra chooses to fight against the Empire is not to destroy them, but to remove them from the equation entirely by calling the Pergil and having them grab the Star Destroyers and jump them ridiculously far away. We're assuming it's ridiculously far away. Who the heck knows? But I think we've been told it's out into the unknown regions of the galaxy. It's about as non violent a way to end the conflict and save the people of Lothal as could possibly happen under the circumstances. So it seems like he learned the lesson from Yoda very well, and I would hope that the experiences that he's been having over the last, you know, 10 or so years would help to reinforce that situation. But of course, we have no idea what he's been up to in that time. That's one of the many mysteries that will undoubtedly be revealed, or at least partially revealed, when the Ahsoka series comes out next month. But I think he was on the right path when we saw him last, and let's hope he's staying on that path. And that's what I've got for you on our bit of a detour on the look at all of the Ahsoka Tano essential episodes in Disney Plus so that we can prepare ourselves for the Ahsoka series next month. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.